0: Remind me again if an atheist can be a good person, why should anyone bother being religious? Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Remind Me Again is a series answering common questions about Catholicism in just a few minutes. These are questions many Catholics and non-Catholics have, so you have to share or retweet our social media posts of these episodes, because our influence stops with you, dear listener. It ends with you, unless you share the content. That's how we reach more people. All right, so remind me again, if an atheist can be a good person, why bother being religious? Why should I even believe in God if I can be a moral atheist? All right, seems like a pretty straightforward question at first, but there are a lot of things going on in the background here. So we got to uncover some of its unspoken assumptions. So I'll start with six short responses to this question. I'll list them now as concisely as possible and then go into some of them a little bit more later. Number one. Yes, atheists can be good people, but it's a misunderstanding to believe that the only reason to be religious is to behave morally. Religion is about more than behavior. Number two, as humans, we don't just want to be good. We want to know what's true. And if it's true that God exists, we want to know that. Number three, we believe in Christianity Not just because it helps people act better, but because it's true. There's a difference between something being useful and being true. Christianity happens to be both useful and true. Number four. Every time an unbeliever does act morally good, they're responding to the conscience that God put in their heart, as the Bible tells us in many, many places. Number five, without God, there is no objective right and wrong in the first place. There's just personal opinions. In order to have moral laws that transcend our human opinions, we need a moral lawgiver who transcends humanity. That's God. And number six, even though believers and unbelievers might agree on certain things being immoral, Sometimes, you know what, we still do those immoral things. Both atheists and Catholics commit sins. It helps to have a person and a standard outside of ourselves, to continue holding the bar up high where it should be, but also to hold us accountable. All right, let's get into a couple of these a bit deeper. First, we acknowledge, yes, of course, it is true that a person who does not explicitly believe in God can be decent and moral and good. To say otherwise is not only wrong, but silly and a terrible argument to make if you're trying to bring people to faith in the Lord. I think we all know unbelievers who are kind, hardworking, honest, and who love their friends and family. And we also ought to point out that there are some believing Christians who selfishly lie and cheat and steal. They need to live their faith by letting God transform them into being truly loving. And by the way, I'm one of them. But I am better than I used to be, thanks to God's grace. All right, so we've gotten that first part out of the way. There can indeed be decent atheists. And yeah, there are rotten religious folks too. But we have to explore, how is an atheist able to be a good person without believing in God? Well, several times in the Old and New Testaments, The Bible speaks of God writing a law on our hearts, and not just the hearts of Jews who are in the covenant, but everyone. Listen to what St. Paul says in Romans 2, 14-15. When Gentiles, who have not the law, do by nature what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they don't have the law. They show that what the law requires is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or perhaps excuse them. So, I personally don't think that the fact an atheist can be good argues against God's existence. In fact, I think the opposite. I think the fact that an atheist can be good shows just how good. God is. God is so good that he gives everyone a conscience in their heart, no matter where they were born or what they believe at first. And this conscience can help them know the broad strokes of what's right and wrong. Now, of course, our consciences can be ignored and warped and even numbed. Through habitual selfishness and sin, we can drown out our consciences and silence them. But if we don't do that, then conscience is a helpful guide that through continual formation will become perfected, so that eventually conscience's inner voice will scream out so loud when we're tempted that giving in just won't even seem like an option. God is so good that he gives a conscience to the young boy in a far-off country who may die from disease before he's ever even had the opportunity to hear the name Jesus that boy can choose to follow his conscience and have the opportunity to be in heaven forever with God, who doesn't hold his ignorance of the gospel against him since it was through no fault of his own. But it's a different case for those who hear the good news and reject it because it calls for the love that includes great sacrifice. Evangelizing people takes time and effort, And if every non-believer was completely incapable of doing any good, it would be quite an evil world throughout almost every age of history. But God gives everyone a basic moral compass to start off with. That's why I think the existence of moral atheists argues in favor of God's existence and goodness, and not against it. All right, let's move on. There's a difference between the question... Can you be good without God? And the question, can you be good without believing in God? I'll say those again, and you listen for the key difference. Can you be good without God? And can you be good without believing in God? Well, you already answered the second question. Can you be good without believing in God? Yes, you can be a decent person without explicit belief in God. But that first question is more interesting can you be good without God? Worded more precisely, the question is, can you be good without there even being a God? If there's no God, how do we even know what makes something good or bad? Now, this is getting into some fun stuff, all right? Without God, there is no objective morality. There is no objective right and wrong. We're just left with personal opinions and preferences. People who've fallen for the illusion of moral relativism, they would disagree that there are objective rights and wrongs. But they only disagree in theory, not in practice. People may believe in relativism, but no one lives like it's actually true. And of course, that's what you should say to someone who spouts this nonsense. If they say there is no objective truth, ask them if it's true that there's no truth. See, it's self-refuting. But unfortunately, deep feelings take precedence over deep thoughts quite often these days. There are some things that have always been true and forever will be true in every culture, in every nation, at every time. For instance, purposely torturing a two-year-old kid for fun is immoral. Rape is wrong and always has been and always will be. And there are a million examples we could come up with of universal rights and wrongs. Courage. Courage is always objectively better than cowardice. In order to have moral laws that transcend our human opinions, we need a moral lawgiver who transcends humanity. Venerable Fulton Sheen put it like this Moral principles do not depend on a majority vote. Wrong is wrong, even if everybody's wrong. And right is right even if nobody's right. So what we're saying is this. The non-religious person needs there to be a God who established objective morals before that non-religious person can live it out. All right, next. Our original question, if atheists can be good, why be religious, misunderstands the point of religion and the point of life. The point of life is not be a good person. The point of life is be united with God. To be united with God in this life and in the next, which we call heaven. Some folks incorrectly believe that the goal of life is to be good because that's how you get into heaven, which is wrong, by the way. You don't earn your way into heaven by performing enough good deeds. But that's a topic for another day. There are many deep questions we have that cannot be answered by science. Is there a God? What is the purpose of life? Is there an afterlife? If there is a heaven, how do we get there? These are questions that no scientific experiment can answer. Science is great and wonderful and very trustworthy in answering lots of questions, but only certain kinds of questions. Science discovers scientific truth, not moral or religious truth. We humans don't just want to behave well in life. We want to answer these profound questions. And to do that, we need religion. Religion and reason working together. All right, I've been jabbering on for a while now, so I'm going to wrap up by trying to answer in two minutes that huge second part of the original question. Why be religious? All right, here we go. This is the best I can do in two minutes. God is the cause of the creation of the universe. He made the world and everything in it. He made us. He gave us intellects so that we could reason back to his existence. He gave us five senses, sight, hearing, smell, touch, and taste. We learn and take in most information through these five senses and our intellect, but God is pure spirit, so we can't sense him. But God loves us, and he wants us to know and love him back, so the second person of the Holy Trinity took on a human nature at the Incarnation and walked the earth. Jesus Christ, fully human like us, but still fully divine, taught us how to live how to love, and he founded a church to preach and teach in his name after he died for our sins, rose again, and ascended into heaven. That church he founded has endured through the millennia and still exists today. It's the Catholic Church. The community of the Catholic Church wrote, collected, and disseminated the Bible. The Catholic Church celebrates the seven sacraments that were instituted by Christ and entrusted to the Church, most notably the Eucharist, which we continuously celebrate in obedience to Jesus' command, to do this in memory of me. The Catholic Church is the shortest, safest, and surest path to know God, love God, and spend eternity with God in heaven. We know this because it's the Church God himself started. Imagine this. Imagine your best friend moved away to a new place you've never heard of and wanted you to come visit. And they can't wait for you to come visit. You guys are best friends. You love each other. You always have fun together and you can't stand being apart. So you block out some vacation time and you ask your friend, all right, I'm ready to leave. How do I get to where you live? And your friend says, oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking time off work. Yeah, just, just get in your car and start driving. You'd say, driving where? Which which roads do I follow? And your friend says, just follow your heart. You'd be like, wait, what? What, what do you mean? Your friend replies, I can't wait for you to get here. I've got so much great stuff planned. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. And you say, yeah, but how do I get to you? Which way do I head? I've only got a week. I don't I don't want to spend the whole time driving, just driving around in circles, looking at houses to see if you're sitting on the porch waiting for me. You know, if you really want to see me, tell me the shortest, safest, and surest path to get to you so we can be together. Do you see the analogy? If God created us and destined us to be with him forever in heaven, then he's going to tell us how to get there. If he didn't show us the way, then he must not really even care if we ever arrive. But God does care. And he's given us the Catholic religion as the way to relate to him, to become like him, and to eventually be united with him. The pathetic thing is... Sometimes we give up traveling on the path to see our father because we don't like the sight of construction barrels, or maybe we don't like detours that we didn't foresee. But since God loves us, he's shown us the way. He tells us the way. If we try to invent it ourselves, we'll get sidetracked with making lots of stops along the way, and we may never reach our destination. So we have to follow the path He has laid out for us. I'm going to give you two resources for further information. The first is a five-minute YouTube video. It's called The Moral Argument for God's Existence. It starts with the observation that there are indeed universal moral facts. And then it reasons from that to conclude there must be a supreme moral authority, namely God. So if you just search YouTube... For Dr. Craig Moral Argument, you'll find it. Dr. William Lane Craig is probably the most famous living person who debates for God's existence. And his short animated videos are really, really good. I'll also put it on our Facebook and Twitter pages right now. And I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. I'll also send it out on our Catholic Video of the Week as part of our texting program. If you want to receive Catholic Video of the Week, Send a text message to the phone number 84576 with the word BASIL in the message. So just one word in the message, all right? So text the word BASIL to the number 84576. The other resource is a short essay. It's only a few minutes to read. The great English author C.S. Lewis, he considered whether Christianity is true or just simply useful in an essay called Man or Rabbit. It's a pretty memorable name. All right, It's not any longer than a normal news article, and you can find it for free on the internet, and you really should check it out. I'll also link to that in the show notes for this episode. It's called Man or Rabbit by C.S. Lewis. You can find the archive of all Remind Me Again questions in audio and text form, if reading is easier. And you can find those at basilthegreat.org slash... Remind Me Again. If you like this Remind Me Again series, let us know. Share it on social media or send me an email. Because if people don't listen to these, then I will stop spending the time to make them. Even though I really enjoy doing this. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app, Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.